Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Good evening. Hi, this is David Theus with the Small Business Patriot newsletter and podcast and Northeast Florida Business Alliance. Today is 7.34 p.m. Monday, and today is December 19th. We're having a busy busy several three or four days here getting some content up on the uh, youtube and on this on the spotify hey this this morning monday started off early for me at 7 a.m with members of our northeast florida business alliance group and this morning we have a, a monday morning zoom call we call monday morning coffee and again it starts at 7 a.m in the morning until 7 45 and if you're if you are um aware, if you will, or you've been in an organization where you've had a sales manager or um, that type of position that you answered to, or maybe you were that person, um, you typically had your meetings on Monday mornings. And what we've discovered is I would say the lion's share of my clients are one single operators. And so I jokingly say that they they have to look at the mirror in the morning when they're getting their, when they're brushing their teeth and doing their hair, and that's the meet the Monday morning meeting who they're going to be accountable to, and so we put together this Zoom call Monday morning coffee at seven a.m. to seven forty-five for members only of our Northeast Florida Business Alliance, and it's really turned out to be quite a uh, quite a first of all reoccurring we, we do it every Monday morning. And uh, it's turned out to be quite a benefit to to not only our members, but to myself as well. And today was another one of those perfect examples. So on the call this morning was Cheryl Kennedy. And Cheryl Kennedy owns a company called Home Video Studio located in Green Cove Springs. So the name of the company is Home Video Studio Green Cove Springs. And Debbie Pasco was on the call. She is a health and wellness coach and has a, a firm called Healthy is Beautiful. Uh, Katina Phillips was on the call this morning, and she has a firm called Florida Funding Source. There's some pretty neat stories that she shared with us this morning as well. And then lastly is Renee Thorpe, and Renee is the owner and proprietor of DI Renee Creations. I'll be sure to leave their links, their um, website and or Facebook links that you can follow up with them if, you, if you're so interested in the show notes today, as well as a link that you can subscribe to the newsletter. So first things first. Pretty exciting uh, weekend that we had and, and a very fruitful Saturday and Sunday culminating the December 19th edition of the Small Business Patriot Newsletter. It went out this morning at 6 a.m. to just over, uh, I think we're right at 235 subscribers, 235 subscribers, and we're a year old, just over a year old. And uh, again, that is a free publication, a free newsletter to you. All you have to do is subscribe it comes via constant contact. That's the vehicle that I use, and you can sign up for it. If somewhere down the road you don't like it and you don't want to keep it, just unsubscribe. You won't hurt my feelings, and there's no fee or no charge for it. But again, as you may have heard me say before, my mission, I believe, my call 
is to be an educator and a teacher about small business, um, free market, free market capitalism, free, free enterprise, and uh, what it means to be what you know, what what are conservative values and what are those values that that made America great, and then how we can own and operate, seek, pursue our own happiness by owning our own businesses, and so. That newsletter went out this morning, and just for those who aren't aware of this, if you don't open it on Monday or Tuesday, it actually drops one more time in your mailbox on Wednesday morning at 8.30, and that way it catches those people who didn't get a chance to open it on Monday morning as well. So we're excited about that. Every time we push out a new app, a new edition, uh, it's a labor of love on my part, and I'm excited I'm excited to see it take, take shape and take uh, delivery. Oftentimes I'll get an email or a phone call from some one of our subscribers telling and just responding to me how maybe a particular article reached out to them and really spoke to them and how they're sharing that article or sharing that newsletter with several of their colleagues. I've got one lady who is involved in a non-for-profit here in town. Uh, she's the president and executive director, and she shares it with her uh, her executive committee and her board every time she gets the episode or the edition of the newsletter every Monday morning. So it's turned out to be, and she, she's pulling upon the leadership uh, articles. I think she's told me before that they speak to her and her staff uh, quite often. So we're excited every Monday morning, there's a new edition that comes out and uh, more people get to find out about the small business Patriot newsletter. So on this morning's call, let me get back to our Monday morning zoom or our Monday morning coffee, as we call it. And uh, you know, as we're we're in it's today is December nineteenth, so we're we're a stone's throw away from Christmas. In fact, tonight it's seven seven thirty nine Eastern Standard Time in Northeast Florida, up here in Clay County, and I'm going to get underway and head up to the airport in Jacksonville to pick up my daughter. She's flying in from Colorado Springs tonight, and so um, Dad's duties are never done. So I'll be at the airport tonight around midnight, picking her up and coming back. So it's a long day. And that's the, that is the story of small business operators. We start early and get to bed late and get up and go, do it all over again. So to, today's meeting started at seven o'clock. For example, I was up at five o'clock this morning, um, hit the meeting at seven to seven forty-five. went on about my day and then got back here and heading back out to the airport to pick up my daughter later on tonight. So I'm sure many of you in the audience that are listening to this can, can, can identify with that, whether you've had to jump on a flight yourself or go, go rescue someone else, but that that's not an uncommon theme. So this morning's called seven o'clock, the, the, the Monday morning coffee. We, what we do is I, I kind of get the first 10, 15 minutes of the platform to share maybe a coaching message or um, maybe some updates, what's going on in our organization, maybe some up, upcoming events, uh, something that, that I've discovered I want to share with the group. So I get about 10, 12 to 15 minutes on the opening to do that. And then I open the floor. And what we do is kind of a, a sharing moment where we share successes and challenges. And th the good news is we have 52 members in our organization, but on the Monday morning Zoom call, we average, uh, today was four people, we'll average probably maybe six, sometimes as many as eight, but six, four to four to eight people are pretty normal. And so it's a small, um, it's a smaller, intimate group. Uh, I thought about recording the episode this morning, 
and using it as this this edition of the podcast, but I feel like it's important for us to maintain that intimacy and that privacy. Um, uh, we, I'm sure that they would have said yes, but it would have changed the dynamic. And so there's, we've built a, a relationship with each other over time, all of us have. And so there's a, there's a level of intimacy, there's a level of privacy that goes on with information that's shared, it, it stays in that meeting is what I'm trying to say. And so I probably won't do that. I probably won't record one of those sessions for that reason. And I think that's, that's a critical element of what I do and part of what I do. But anyway, so we got around, uh, and, and I got permission to talk about this today. So um, we got around to the point where I, I call on each person and ask them to share. And the topic was um, looking for not only referrals, but to, to court the opportunity to get a reference to court to get a, a testimony from a customer. Part of the stuff that I, part of the articles that I'm reading in the marketing, uh, and I think they're in the leadership edition of this week's uh, edition of today's copy of the newsletter. There's an article in leadership and how to um, to build some. What's the article's name? Um, credibility. How small business people can build some credibility. And it speaks to the idea of getting references and getting uh, testimonies and referrals and then publicizing those. And so um, the other side of that conversation that kind of led up to this disclosure of this, this, you know, this segment, if you will, and during the call this morning was um, who was it? Um, Katina, Katina Phillips was sharing. She's with Florida funding, Florida funding source. And she was, she was sharing some of the successes she's had recently with her clients and how she's able to um, to make their life more convenient, and uh, the successes that she's finding currently and continuing to do so in her call of work with Florida Funding Source is she's really she's really found a niche where she's created an element where she can cre- um, allow her customers more flexibility and more convenience by her services. And I shared with the group. That the the reality of small business folks like 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 us like myself is especially in the service side of thing we're not manufacturers or building a product or making a product but in the service side of thing our role really is about creating efficiencies and um, convenience for our customers uh, I'm sure all of us are aware of the concept of of contracting out or uh, subbing out different types of work or what's the other word for that? The, subbing out the work breaks. It'll, it'll come to me in a minute. This is what happens when it's 7.44 PM. I, I'm not as sharp as I was at seven o'clock at 7.44 AM. Um, but anyway, we, we subcontract that work out and there's efficiencies in doing that, that, that allows us to, um, to, to do the things that we're, what, that we're good at, that we can bird dog and find more profits at. And so in this particular case, I'm not going to give away the kitchen sink, but Katina was sharing how she's finding success in that space because the, the people who are referring to her have discovered that they can refer portions of the business to Katina, with, which then allows Katina to provide a service, a very valuable service and a professional service and charge a fee for it. And then the, the, the referrals that where they come from can go out and bird dog for some more business. So she's created convenience, not only with her end user, her customer, but also the end user of, of her client referral client, um, 
it's allowed some efficiencies and more convenience for them as well. And so we were talking about how that's a home run and that's going to continue to be a good thing. And so that kind of sparked the conversation this morning. And Cheryl decided to share with us. Cheryl is in the business, Home Video Studio, Green Cove Springs. And she she does a whole myriad of things, but part of her role is taking um, she, creating lasting memories, but taking some of those old VHS and but not just the VHS and converting them to digital formats, um, the, the super eights, the historical photos, anything you can imagine that has been captured in some form of medium from the past. She has either the ability then to know how right away to convert that to a digital format. And as she shared today, sometimes, sometimes she, she doesn't know how to do it initially because it's somewhat of a one-off, but she's so determined and so motivated to figure out a way to do it because she wants to ultimately please her customer. And so she read this, this beautiful referral, this beautiful testimony, uh, had me kind of teared up a little bit. I'm kind of a tearful sap that way, but it, it, it was really about that emotional transfer of empathy. If you haven't heard me say this before, the thing that creates success with us as small business people and the way that we gain new customers is we have to be uh, participatory listeners. First of all, that's what I call it, participatory listeners. But in this particular case with Cheryl, she was able to listen to her customers' needs and then provide the solutions that allowed uh, for the customer to get what she needed out of it in a very convenient manner, meaning that she, the, the customer had tried to do these sort of things in the past. She was not an expert at it. She needed to find an expert to do it. And someone who had invested the time and the knowledge to gain the knowledge, who invested the time and money to, to acquire the equipment needed to do so. And so we're dealing with real professionals. A lot of times people think small business owners are just the kind of hobbyists that go about their stuff. But the, the folks that are on our team, have invested. They've invested the time and money to develop the skill that they have to be professionals and, and, and also the equipment to do the things that they do. We'll talk about, um, we'll talk about, um, Renee Thorpe in just a second about that, but I've gone around the horn here, but the story that Cheryl relayed was this lady and I'm paraphrasing, but she shared a testimony how just thanking Cheryl for the efforts and the work that she did because the memories she was able to preserve for her family is going to allow her, her daughter, um, her granddaughter to hear her mother's voice uh, again, that maybe I think she might have lost her mother when she was a child. And so recreating and preserving that, those digital images and those, those audio files, this this woman who's now a, an adult is going to be able to hear her mother's voice and and to see uh, their grandparents and to see uh, this line of family and the story behind uh, this family that was maybe would never have been preserved in the past and because the mediums deteriorate over time if it hadn't been captured in this moment and really solidified in the manner that Cheryl does her work uh, this family may have lost all that for eternity. And, and because of Cheryl's work and expertise, um, she was able to capture that. And so, uh, I, and I've done a horrible job paraphrasing the testimony. If, if Cheryl were to read it in front of me, you'd, you'd well up in tears, just like, like I did. And, and Cheryl shared with us, that's why she does what she does. That's why she's a small business operator. 
that's why she took the time and energy to invest in, in her know-how to learn how to do this. She comes from a vast background, a, a videographer and, and working in television and that sort of stuff. But she, she really wanted to, to change her course to navigate this space. And so she had to do some personal, you know, investing of time to learn her trade better. And then of course, to buy some equipment and all that sort of thing to get up and running. So she's a professional, what she does and yet she's a small business operator. And it's that passion, that, that desire to serve and please our customers that really makes the difference. And, and, and I say this all the time. I never want to be, I never want to be guilty of, of pardon the phrase poo-pooing on my brothers and sisters that are employees of firms, but it's, it's not unusual for, all of us have run across a situation where maybe we've asked a, a company, you know, a, a larger company to, if they can do this service and they may come back with an answer either. That's really not something we're good at. That's not something that our expertise it's, it's not big enough for us to take on. It's not profitable for us to do it. So therefore we're not going to, you know, we're going to have to say no, or God forbid, someone may even say, that's not my job. I can't do that. Or I don't want to do that. Uh, I know in my furniture business years ago, for 15 years, I worked as a manufacturer's rep for about 15 different factories from North Carolina to Fort Worth to Toronto, Canada, um, to, to Michigan. The, these people, you know, large contract office furniture, high-end expensive furniture, they made, they made furnishings. And a lot of these furniture companies, when they first start out, they they get into the business because they're what we call uh, custom shops. And so depending on where you catch them in their life cycle, they could still have an element of the custom shop going on. But what happens over time as they get larger and larger, they they have to have economies of scale. They have to have so many pieces of equipment running through the plant so they can pay for the employees and pay for the production line. And so to maintain their status as a custom shop where they can make a one-off is really not equitable, not, not, not viable. And so I'm thinking of a company called Egan Visual. They're out of Mississauga, just outside of Toronto. And they made, um, Jim Egan was a, was a, a dynamo of a person. He's now deceased and gone, but Jim Egan was a fellow that, who figured out that the linear space the, of the wall was was a space in the office that wasn't being used and so he created these porcelain he's the he's the creator of the porcelain white marker boards some of you may be nodding your head and say yeah i know what egan visual is they came up with the with the conference room that had the wood case and you opened it up there were tack boards on the side and a porcelain writing surface um, they were the first guys to come up with what we called a a team board, I think it was, where you could write on it with a marker and the computer would be able to see it. Steelcase came out with another product like that, but Egan had it first. Um, but what Egan did, what Jim Egan did, is he realized there were opportunities in that custom application, the custom shop, where if it was big enough and it made sense and he could do it within the confines of the type of work he was already doing, he didn't want to miss that type of business. And so we're talking probably oof, a couple hundred million dollars in business he did. Uh, but, but what happens, I'm getting, I'm getting off, off the, off the, <laughs> off the path here, but what happens in the progression of a company, what I'm trying to say is when they start out smaller, 
they're more they're more readily to do those custom applications because they want the business and they need the business to stay alive and there's a niche and and that's where we are as small business operators those us one person operators or sole operators we're willing to do some of the business and trade our time and our expertise where the larger companies won't because it doesn't fit their economies of scale it doesn't fit their their expertise um, it's just not, it's just not a, a profitable solution for them. Whereas on the small business side, we, we can do that. And so I think that's important for each one of us as small business owners. The lesson to take away from this morning's call was we are in the business of providing a convenience to our customer. Um, and, and whatever that is in the niche that we operate in, if we can provide not only meet and or exceed their expectations and the quality of the service we provide, but be mindful that they're coming to us probably because they either don't have the time and or expertise to execute it themselves. Um, they don't have the tools and the equipment or the expertise to do it. And so they're looking for someone like us, a small business operator who does have those tools and that expertise. And ultimately that's what we're doing. So I, I don't ever want someone to to feel that their job is less important than it is. It, but if we understand our role, then I think it helps us to be more even in, more engaged with our potential customers and our and our prospects. Because once we identify uh, uh, this morning, case in point, Katina, I, I asked her, and I, once again, I don't want to give away the whole kitchen sink with her, but I asked her if there was a certain niche of the marketplace that had figured out what she does and how useful that was. And she came within a moment, she said, Oh yeah, about a lot, a lot of people. That's who I'm getting my business from. And so uh, I was able to listen to her, uh, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room by no means, but I was able to listen early on to what she was doing and, and I'm not trying to take, take credit for it, but I just, I just knew this was, um, a convenience factor that she could possibly offer to these types of people in her industry. And they would hopefully see it and seize the moment. Now there are some, uh, there's some factors that go along with that because she shared with us. And so eloquently because of COVID, because of the, the pandemic and the things that have happened, um, there have actually been some, I don't want to say benefit, but there's been some change in the marketplace that's allowed us to take advantage of these opportunities. And so I'll, I'll, I'll try to explain this as easy as possible. A lot of times when we're small business operators, we're chasing, we're chasing people, we're chasing opportunities, and we're, we're having to get in our car and go after them. The, the pandemic, what it did do on a positive note, initially we didn't think it was, but because of the isolation, and because of the the people not being around and going into the office, they became very aware and very confident in using th this format that I'm on right here with Zoom. And so, and they also became very comfortable with with sending documents, for example, via email and through the internet. And so, whereas before, a lot of people would say, no, I'm not doing that. I need to meet with you face-to-face. -face. I need to meet with you in person. A lot of my clients in the financial services business, they would not we frowned on, we didn't, back then we didn't want people to do it that way because there were some privacy issues. We didn't trust the systems like they do today. And I'm still not sure we trust them, like we should, but 
we had to meet in person. And so because of the pandemic, it forced the hand of people to do the things that we do now and take for granted. And because of that, it's created some economies of scale. And so we're now able, as small business people, we're able to gather some efficiencies along the way because of this medium, this this vehicle, this internet, this um, transfer of data and information without having to get in the car and pay four or five, you know, whatever the gas mileage, whatever gas per gallon is. And so we're able to create some economies of scale in our small business uh, operating role that we're in now. And so if we're smart, that's the point. If we're smart and, and, and our eyes are open, we need to start looking for those types of opportunities and be aware that that's really what we are as a small business operator. As long as we're in a service providing business, we're trying to make our customer's life more efficient and more convenient. And once we can identify that process and what that means and what that looks like, I mean, it can be anything. Um, then we got a chance of, of charging a fee for it and, and, and doing business. So, um, you know, and, and this goes all the way across the board. Debbie Pasco this morning, healthy is beautiful. She's a, um, a health and wellness coach. She, um, works with a program that helps people get financially well, um, uh, health well. She's, she's lady that helped me. I lose, I lost 60 pounds with, with her guidance this, this past year. And, and in that same essence of, of creating convenience, I was able to go to her with a trusted plan and, and, and put my faith in her and say, okay, tell me what to do. Uh, I've tried it myself for a long time. I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to take advantage of the convenience that you're going to bring to now. Was it easy? Did I have to do part of the commitment, do part of the work? Of course I did. But, but I had a trusted system that I knew that she was going to be there for me as a coach and someone who's going to hold me accountable. And, and that whole premise created this convenience factor for me to execute my plan and, and, and be successful. And I was ready to part with the money and, and happy to part with the money in order to do that and therefore lose 60 pounds. And uh, so far I'm, I'm trying to keep it off. So we're doing, we're, we're being successful at that too, by the way. Um, Renee Thorpe was the other lady on the call and DI Renee creations. Now she's, she's actually a manufacturer, uh, but she's a service provider manufacturer. She's, she's got a very unique situation. She, she is um, a lady who sat at her grandmother's lap and watched her grandmother. sew. I think the story goes, she worked for a hospital and, and her grandmother did the curtains and the, the linens and, and sewed in the hospital. And Renee, as a child, would go sit at her grandmother's lap and watch this. And she loves sewing. And so all those things that none of us know how to do anymore. Uh, there's a lot of people that, that have sewing machines, as she said so eloquently this morning. But to get them out of the closet and actually go through and become the expertise that, that Renee has, it's time you know, time, money, and investment and, and earning that expertise. And so Renee, she does seamstress work. That's not the line share what she does, but she creates these beautiful, these really cool cottage um, garments, embroidered pieces. Um, and I'm going to say it wrong, but emblazoned pieces, really cute. She does this thing for the elf on the shelf. She's got all these different, uh, I guess you can get a kit. And she makes all these different uniforms and, and, and clothes for the elf on the shelf. And, and for Christmas, it's been a big hit. She makes a, a microwave bowl that she makes from scratch. It's a, I bought two of them. It's a cloth bowl. You put your, your dish in and put it in the microwave. You don't burn your hands when you get it out. 
And so she's a, she's a craft manufacturer. She's actually making these products, but in this, in the, in these, um, in the spirit of what we're talking about, she is creating a convenience factor for her customer because I can look at those things and say, Hey, I want one of those. I want one of those microwave bowls. That's a great idea. I'm tired of burning my hands or, or putting my dish towel. That's what I've been doing is I take a dish towel, wrap it around the bowl and, and, you know, singe the ends of my fingers in the microwave bowl. When, if I could have just had something like this, I would love it. Well, lo and behold, she makes this thing and there's the convenience factor. And so if we can, if we can continually think about that as small business people, again, small business operators be thinking about not only this great service and great product that I, that I, I'm passionate about making and I want people to know about it so well, but how do we, how do we transfer that message into the real, the real message of convenience for my customers? Um, I, I think I've, I think I've hit that pretty well tonight. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't want to do what I'm typically famous for, and that's kicking a dead horse. So if you if you get it, give me a thumbs up on today's video, please. You know, hit the thumbs up button. And if you've got some comments, if this made sense, if this was one of those aha, what I call light bulb moments, um, please share a comment if you don't mind. And if you like what you've heard tonight and felt like you've you've picked up on something, maybe a colleague of yours or a friend might be interested share this video with them and let them know that we're out here. Uh, my name is David Theus again, the small business Patriot. And I will put each of these ladies, Cheryl Kennedy with home video studio, Green Cove Springs, Debbie Pasco with healthy is beautiful. Katina Phillips for Florida funding source and Renee Thorpe with DI Renee creations. I'll put their, um, their website links and or um, Facebook pages where you can, where you can reach out to them and follow up with one of them if you want to, if you want to do so. And then again, I'm going to plug this. Uh, I'm going to ask you if you're listening for the first time to this uh, YouTube channel to please subscribe, hit the subscribe button. And we picked up some subscribers today. This morning, we started out with 14 people. I think we're at 18 now. So we're, what's that about a 30% growth? <laughs> it's not bad. Um, but please subscribe to this. And then if you're listening to us on on the podcast, what I'm calling the podcast audio version over on Spotify, please do the same thing. Um, subscribe and follow along with us. And of course, you can listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, except for Apple. Uh, I'm not on the Apple store, um, the Apple podcasting mechanism. I think I'm on iHeartRadio. Um, Spotify, we talk about, most people know what Spotify is. A Spreaker of all places, that's where we upload things on Spreaker. Uh, there's a couple Google podcasting were on there as well, but just on that side, you look for the small business Patriot on the podcast audio file. It, this goes under the small business Patriot. And then here on YouTube, it's David Theus. That's me. Theus like the U S. Okay. It's eight Oh four. So I think I better get going. I'm going to have to, um, get organized to get out to the airport by 1159 to, to pick up my daughter tonight. And I've got to stay awake. I'm feeling kind of groggy. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. So I don't, our temperature today is 57 degrees. It says right now, mostly clear. It was 40 degrees this morning in Northeast Florida, sunny Northeast Florida in Clay County. So wherever you are, I know there's a big cold front coming down They're They're telling us we may get snow. 
we may get snow over the Christmas break. So, um, which doesn't matter to me. I'll just be inside the house or on the back porch. Well, I won't be doing that. It'll be too cold. But anyway, all right, I'm going to start getting uh, sideways here. My name again is David Theus. Thank you for tuning in to the Small Business Patriot podcast and check out the subscription information in this uh, show notes of this episode so that you can subscribe to the uh, Small Business Patriot newsletter and get our newsletter free for every Monday morning at 6 a.m. every week. And I think you'll be pleased with that. Uh, again, David Theus with the Small Business Patriot. And as I always say, when I sign off, be prosperous this week. And more importantly, stay vigilant. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Thank you.